Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. I'm back at it again. I am Mopar. I'm Commander. I'm going to do an extra one for good measure. Ooh, that was solid. Liquid Death, those those are prime RSP intro cans, Liquid Death. That's true, that's true. Uh, welcome, everybody. We've got uh, Tommy Boy and Davey Ooh. all live with us. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. 296, y'all. Fucking around, waiting for Kenobi, playing some Elden Ring in the meantime. Uh, watching people yeah. get slapped <laughs> in the meantime. Yeah. You know... Admittedly, maybe it's just the, the the fact that it's open world. Um, I don't feel like it's as brutal. Maybe I'm just I've gotten used to just you know you're gonna die. So maybe I've got over that hump of just expecting to die when I go into a new area. Um, but you know, a lot of times the messages that people leave will help you out greatly. So oh yeah, so a lot of the caves that I'm diving into. To be like, hey, watch out for a fucker to the left. You're like, okay, there's at least one fucker to the left. <laughs> yes, it helps a little bit. Yeah, it's either really bad memes or actual helpful advice. It's a good 50-50 between both. It's I'm like, down for all of it. Try pickle, and then it's like, be wary of skeleton. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> that's a good balance for the game. It's either a butt joke or a butt <laughs> joke that's helpful. And you're like, okay, I got it. I got it. Rump ahead. Yeah. Rump ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. What What does that even mean? <clears throat> but. Yes, I know that. But in, in the game. Thank you. So, a, a wise one. I oh, actually haven't left any messages in this game. But if the system is the same as the previous ones, you only have certain. You can't just type whatever you want in. You can't just type in like Rogue Squadron Podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you select words that are in the game. So there was only like a certain amount of words that people could use to leave messages. So uh, gotcha. it, they became kind of silly. Like, yeah, I don't know why pickle is one of the options, but yeah. Someone like, said pickle in the game. Try pickle. Yeah. Well, be wary of rump. Pickle ahead. So, yes. All that. That's <laughs> all that. That's why they seem so silly. Because yeah. it's not like you can type in full sentences. So Yeah. No, but, I'm, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm finally like getting into the game i feel like i've gotten past the at least the initial area yeah um and i'm kind of going into other caves and abroad here i've come across Good. a couple guys that i don't know what to do so I'm, i just turn around and and went another direction and that's that's the yeah. nice thing about this compared to an old dark souls game where it's very linear it's like there's a boss in front of you if you can't beat it you're stuck fucking keep trying right. yeah because that's the way you need to go so <clears throat> Um, very, very few times can you just walk around the enemy right? in the old ones. So, um, but, you know, I, w- I was chatting with the missus and she was like, well, you know, can't you just run away? I said, you know, 80% of the time I can, but sometimes they're fast fucking enemies and they chase yep. you until you die. And it's like, yep. I can't, I can't run fast enough or find 
you know, yep. foliage. And some, <laughs> and, <laughs> and some boss fights. Uh, yeah, the door will kind of close behind you, so you're yeah. you're stuck there until. Well, yeah, the boss, they, boss fights. Yeah, they added easy mode without adding easy mode, which is a really cool uh, element. Yeah, it's open world, so if you are if you're feeling way too challenged, then you just go somewhere else. Yeah, get some levels, get summoned, get some extra runes, and you know go back to it later. So it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, and the other nice thing it, be having it be open world is if I do die a lot of times I'm backing up while I'm being attacked so I'm backing up out of the difficult area that I'm in so by the time I die sometimes I'm out in an open field so it's right. like oh I'll just go back and pick up my shit and then try again back. yeah because yeah, sometimes you, you go into a cave and you die in the middle of a cave and you're like fuck how am I going to get that shit back without dude the cave I'm in right now I hate I hate myself it's horrible yeah I, I can't. Im- I can't like, imagine. I rage quit for the first time since playing Elden Ring. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't want to. I mean, it's not like a spoiler, but if anyone's gotten to like the graves with the chariots in them, yeah, those are not fun. So yeah. that's where I am. Traps and puzzles and shit. So it's ridiculous. I I, I feel. I'm starting to feel confident. I, I I was able to handle a bunch of those land octopi. Um, by myself, there was like six of them in this trench. Yep. Um, and you just you know pick them off when you can. Um, there was one one thing where I felt it felt built into the game, and I was kind of confused. Where it said like someone invaded me, but I think it was an NPC. Yep. And he yep. was glowing red, and I last about four and a half seconds every fucking time, and I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, where he comes in. At? It's in this big trench. It's it's right outside of where we just were. There's a huge trench that you go down, um, and then that's where on one side of the trench is those land octopi, octopussies. Isn't that what they are? <laughs> it's just you know you got to get those ovaries. You got to pick up those ovaries, man. But once you kill them, you continue down the trench, and yeah. he just shows up, and it's. I, you know, I, as the bandit, I have my quick attacks and I can attack pretty quickly. He literally like does this whirlwind attack and it's like, I'm instantly dead. Cause it's like 50 cuts all at once. And you're like, I don't, I don't yeah. know what to do. Sometimes there's nothing that you can do. So you, run, you just, you run, you turn that's, tail. Well, that's just it. I'm going to have to summon someone else or have someone else to distract him. Cause even yeah. when I tried to, he was so fucking fast. It was, he was, I was fighting a ninja. That's uh. What I was fight, fucking fighting. Because every time I tried Did to attack him... Did you try burping at him? Try burp? You know, next time... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Up, down, attack, a B plus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. The NPC invaders are fun. Anytime you see anything that's like glowing bright red, that means it's an invader. But if you haven't... If you haven't activated online play, like co-op, then that means it's an NPC. That's what I assume. But I didn't know even that could happen. Because I was, yeah, in a closed world and people were, yep. that dude kept showing up in this trench and I was like, I'm just going to go somewhere else. This dude's fucking me up. You can usually tell because they have like a normal name. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike my character's name is Bovice. Bovice. So, <laughs> if they have a normal name like, you know, Old Knight or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad you're digging it. It's yeah, fun. I, it, I, I, I knew I was going to dig it. Open world games, that's where it's at. That's My favorite games are Far Cry, Fallout, Skyrim. Yep. All the, That's why I want a Star Wars open world game is because that's my favorite style of game. Let me, let me experience this world that you put in front of me and build a character from scratch. That's literally all I want to do in any world. Yep. 
Like if if we had an open world um Mass Effect, just 100% open world, like all it all happens on one or, or you know a few planets. Mm-hmm. Fucking down for that. Yeah, it is. Well, I think as um, games get more advanced, it becomes easier to do that. Yeah. And I wonder, all right, so I'll tie it into Star Wars here real quick because um, Fallen Order is built off of very similar to uh, the way Dark Souls is. Yeah. So maybe Fallen Order 2 will have some open world uh, activities built into it. At least one it's, can hope. Yeah, you're. I mean, it is like on the edge of that open world. Like, eh. it's open. There's several paths to the end. That's like, I remember one planet, like you had to big, get to that big tree and it wasn't on Kashyyyk. I forget what it was. It was like kind of that where the old Jedi wasn't a temple. Yes. Yes. But yeah. But there was like eight, not eight, but there was probably like five different routes to get to that tree. Mm-hmm. But you were still limited to those five routes. Yeah. Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I would just, yeah, you know, Fallen Order was a good first step in the right direction for Star Wars video games before they took four or five steps in the opposite direction. But hopefully two... Um, hopefully, two lives up to its predecessor. Yeah. We shall see. I have no idea when that's supposed to come out. Is it this year? Next year? Uh, am I? Am I? Are we really guessing this? I made a meme about this today. <laughs> Disney releasing stuff in a timely manner, getting smacked by Will Smith. <laughs> it ain't gonna fucking happen. Even if they do promise something, that's that's you know this this kind of all wraps around uh, just building frustration over. You know, the Disney era. And like we said, I don't want to harp on stuff, but my question was when was your peak Star Wars fandom? I know what um, you're going to say, but you're not being truthful with yourself. And I'll get, I'll tell you why. Because I think I, you're going to say now because of the, the, the stuff that's out. You've got more stuff. But I was at a peak during like 2005. Like episode three launched, we were ball deep in KOTOR, Battlefront. The books were starting to come out that were just like so fucking crazy. And I don't mean that what we've gotten between then and now is bad. I'm just saying like as a a kid walking into this universe that we love, that was like, I was like, oh my fucking God, episode (laughs) three. And then, you know, and then, but it was all many facets of my life. Gaming yep. was yep. Star Wars. Movies were Star Wars. Books, Star Wars. And now, now it it, it kind of just lives in the in the television stuff because the rest of the stuff's been lackluster. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Now my gut reaction was to say to first say Kotor, Revenge of the Sith era. That's what I was gonna say first. But honestly, like as far as consuming content and like just everything that has to do with it. I think video games is probably like the only thing that wasn't prominent in this era. But I think right before Last Jedi, I was at peak Star Wars fandom. Okay. I think so. Everything that we loved from Legends, we were still enjoying that, even though it was Legends. Uh, Force Awakens comes out. We loved that. Fucking loved it. And then Rogue One, in you might even say, is even better than Force Awakens. And I feel like it was just like a fever pitch leading into The Last Jedi before the fandom started eating itself alive. Well, you want to know why. It's because Rogue One left us on, on such a fucking high. <laughs> well, yeah. And we went to Celebration and the trailer for Last Jedi was point. so like point. Luke and Kylo and Rey focused. 
And you just obsessed with that was Orlando. That was Orlando, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then Luke is back. We don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. So yeah, going into eight was just uh, it was just wild times. We had yeah. our event for the movie premiere and everything. Like, yeah, it was it was a high you, for sure. Your answer is very specific to like the media that was coming out soon. My my answer was more like what I'm experiencing now. I feel like I don't know. It, it's not one way or the other. I'm just saying it. That's. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because no, I, I think, was like in the middle of consuming the best stuff and I was on the highest high of I well, love fucking KOTOR. Like now, uh, now KOTOR thinking, now KOTOR doesn't feel as great because it is extremely dated. I still love it and I'll go back and play it, but yeah. You know, back in the day it was number one. Well, that's true. I'm I guess I'm thinking me being engaged and actively doing shit or surrounding Star Wars, I think was peak, like leading up to Last Jedi. Yeah. Because we had the show going for a couple years at that point. I was like, I started up collecting like Black Series figures and Funkos and everything. Was still reading the comics back then. The movies yeah. were coming out. We had a Star Wars movie every year for the first time ever. It was like, fuck, that's crazy. That's a good point. Yeah. The, the and they were actually thing, coming out. And they, yes, they were actually coming out. Five of them. Four of them. Yeah. Five of them. Five of them. Um, the only thing that was really sucking ass was uh, the games. So, Kotor was my first, my first thought. But I really think like the beginning of the sequel era, I was on, I was on the most high. Yeah. No, and to put it in that term, I think the end of the prequel era for me. Yeah. Because I love the all the games, man. I don't need to repeat myself, but yeah, I was just you know. Games were a big piece of it, honestly, and I'm, I won't lie, that has been definitely lacking. Yeah, but I was also like, it's weird because I was learning new stuff, which sounds dumb. <laughs> That's why I have such an issue when they pull so much from old stuff. Like, I I do appreciate it, and if yeah. they can put a new twist on it, it's fun. But I do really, really, truly want brand new fucking stuff. And that's, I feel like at that prequel era, we were just getting punched left and right with, dude, fucking Old Republic, dude, Plagueis, dude, the the prequels themselves. And yeah. then you look at the the um, the clone books. Uh, what the fuck? Yep, Republic Commando. Republic Commando books, yeah. And then the Republic Commando game. And oh. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, I yeah, mean, I felt that way. I felt that way about sequel era until they, again, it always goes back to Palpatine. Until they brought him back, I did feel like we had a lot of new stuff. I mean, we had Luke Han and Leia, and yeah. that was fine. And I felt like they were they were limited. Yeah. But I was on such a high of like Ray, Kylo, Finn, and Poe. Um, for a while. Do yeah, Do you until, feel like we're we're at a turning point now? Uh not quite yet, but we will be soon. I think Star Wars is in a really, really, really weird state right now. And whatever the next feature film is, is going to... It's going to say a lot, I think, about just the franchise. It's either going to... Yeah. I th- it, it needs to bring us back into the light, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of weight on whatever the next feature film is. With all the cancellations and wishy-washy and, you know, changing direction in the sequel trilogy and all that stuff. Like, there's a, there's a lot of weight on this whatever this next one's going to be. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's admittedly a lot of weight on just the series that's our that's in front of us because that's what we've gotten. Yeah. You know, since episode nine, how many things have released? We've gotten Bad Batch, Mando, Boba Fett, and now we've got Kenobi right, right on the cusp. 
Yeah, it's all shows right now until they it's, get their feature film shit figured out. And again, I don't know why the hell they they paused that in the first place. It looks, I guess, with everything with COVID would have slowed it down anyways. But again, I, I think one of the biggest mistakes they did was after Solo deciding to hit the brakes on the features. There's no yeah. reason they couldn't have kept those going and do all the Disney Plus series at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where we go. Um, yeah. I, I feel like they're in the middle of stomping that reset button. Whatever process they were doing, I don't think they felt feel like it's working. Yeah. So I, that's where I feel like we are right now. That's why everything's kind of up in the air. And Agreed. I'm excited to see where stuff lands. But, you know, hitting a reset button can be scary um, for us fans. So, Well, I think Marvel's been in a bit of that um, zone as well. Oh, by I the think, way. Oh, yeah. You finally saw Spider-Man. We can talk about that. So I think No Way Home is the first jolt getting Marvel back to its, you know, roots. Fucking, it's not not even its roots, just where it is like top focus, I think, for, for nerddom. So after Endgame... There's a there's like a, a quieter period. They start dripping out those Disney Plus series, and I think all that stuff was really really good. But it just hasn't been like, man, the build up to Endgame was like just as good as the build up to Last Jedi. I feel it was like really close. It was like that exciting. So yeah, once that happened, the high rolls off. Everyone's chilling. They're kind of rebooting their, themselves as well. And now with No Way Home, I think we're going into the next like real era of Marvel stuff. So I'm excited. Travis Dunn says that that the movies need to have a basic plan, <laughs> which <laughs> yes, they it's do. funny to for, to read that because <clears throat> I don't disagree. Um, at least maybe not a basic plan, but a plan. Because <laughs> yeah. like the, the plan that they had was, oh, we'll just make it work, and well, that's what yeah. we got. So, um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I was just wondering about the fandom. Because yep. I something oh you know what it was and it's downstairs sorry I, I found we're, we're packing up but we I found this um, this old do you remember like the old it's almost like flashcards but they're all tied to one yep. thing and they kind of spread apart and there's a bunch of facts I found a yep. Star Wars pack of those and Hell I was yeah. going through them and I was like why is this just like striking me right here thank you assistant um, oh a glass <laughs> armor in the house just making a. But I found these. I forgot I even had them. Oh, nice. So, yeah. There's a lot of stuff here, but Eth Koth, Kiss, Fisto. looks like Revenge of the Sith era art well, for sure. And that's, what, that's just it. I was going through these, and I was like, why is this just striking my cord? It's unching the scrunch. I love <laughs> Nostalgia, it. Nostalgia, baby. And, you know, the, the one that really made me think, like, what what is what am I looking at? Why is this different? I, I saw a picture of Grievous, and I was like, Something just immediately took me back to 2005, and I was like, I need more fucking Grievous. The he lasted. Building. He lasted one movie. He was a crazy thing to put on screen, but they made it work. And the more you know, or the more you read, or the more you watch, the more Grievous like meant is to a, you. He's just a presence. Yeah, even though he's not there for very long, he is he's just an a evil. Presence. He's yeah. an evil robot. Let's not dance around that. That's what he is. But when you start learning, like, oh, he's immediately coughing at the beginning of episode three because an hour before, Mace Windu crushed his lungs, so he's literally like minutes <laughs> away from being death. crushed by the strongest Jedi of all time. And yeah, it's like, oh, man, yeah, there's a lot there. Well, and the, dude, 
and my mind just kept it kept spiraling, man, spiraling. I I started thinking about the beginning of episode three and how fucking downplayed slash fucking nuts it is that (laughs) Coruscant was under attack. Yeah, dude. At the very beginning of this movie, they led off from a cartoon. Like regardless of the the strings that were being pulled from a from a uh, a citizen point of view, our chancellor was just stolen off of the safest planet where all yep. wars. It like oh, it's just like everything's fucking right there. I can't believe we're here. That's how I felt. <laughs> I had to I had to literally turn on episode three this morning, and I was like, I need to just watch the the first scene all the way up to Dooku dying because that's what I wanted to see, and that's. I mean, that's why I kept yeah. thinking this is my peak fandom. This is this is where it lives. Not that it can't get better, or other things can, because <laughs> it can. I, I really have that much faith in, in in Star Wars and in Disney. But you know, that was it. Literally took a picture of Grievous for me to just my mind being blown for about three hours. So, well, that's one thing that I will say, regardless of what people think about the sequels and the no plan and the different directors and everything. Star Wars has a solid brand and when you see something like General Grievous or a TIE Fighter it just jolts you into the world you don't have to know anything about it you fucking see it and you know that that's part of Star Wars hell yeah Amidalin Green (laughs) Amidalin but it just the the world building (laughs) I'm trying to make a point here you goddamn go ahead sir Shmi Skywalker Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. What was I saying? Something important about things? <laughs> Something. You were rambling. The sun was out today. Ramble on. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Regardless of what you think about the sequels, the brand was still there. The world building, the characters, the aliens, the ships, yeah. all of that stuff was totally on point. And I think the same way you were feeling about like Revenge of the Sith coming out in 2005 and everything being brand new for us then... I did feel like that way about the sequels for a while. Like I said, yeah. until fucking Palpatine came back, that just kind of soured the taste of of the whole trilogy. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the like, there's just so much to to learn for the first time. Like you get to experience Star Wars again for the first time, even though there's some familiarity. It's like, hey, here's a here's a new start. Yeah, and I dug it. And I still yeah. dig it. I don't. I know. mean, it's it's a it's a valid point. Like, if you are a, a kid <laughs> um, that has never experienced Star Wars, you know, you can start with the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a kid, Bail Organa, <laughs> Lobot. <laughs> yes, thank you, Bob. 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 Blah blah slash Tommy Boy. Oh, yeah, damn. the sequel trilogy was a new start, and so then they uh, kind of fucked it up. So we'll see what how they do the new start next time. So do you want to uh, keep strumming along the, uh, <clears throat> the the Star Wars stuff, or do you want to go balls deep into uh, Spider Man? When do you think the next Star Wars film is going to come out? Before we wrap I don't. that up, I, I don't. was just wondering if they were going to do another like ten year gap. Well, what? Yeah. Well, 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 let me tell you this. Um, I did come across what was supposed to be a Rogue Squadron update. Um, The Uh, film. We're doing, that's what we're doing right now. But the Rogue Squadron update. Um, (laughs) 
All it was was it, it said that Patty Jenkins, the director of Rogue Squadron, uh, potentially had reached out to the author of the Rogue Squadron books from the 90s. Good. That was shot down. But uh, it is said that she is using those as reference. And she also pointed to using the video games as reference as well, which, you know, might be obvious, but it's at least nice to hear her say, you know, I'm going to use these as a starting or a jumping point. And, you know, those games are are highly acclaimed. So um, I'm excited for that. I just think of how Filoni did the opposite with the Clone Wars. I just that's a dream of mine is for the Clone Wars animated to actually pull from like the books and Republic Commando. Yeah. Does not. I think we're getting maybe sprinkles of that now, but yeah, the fact that it's controversial for her to like, you know, reference like the uh, original books, the content's based on. I don't know. Because again, we've, and we've, I've gone down this rabbit hole, but fuck it. We're live. I'll say it again. They made everything Legends and then they're sprinkling things back in as they decide to. So... We are getting brand new shit, but we're also repurposing all of the old shit at the same time. So, but like, so it just feels weird when they want to draw lines in those places. It's like you're you already did the whole Dark Empire thing. Palpatine's back. Like, come on, man, just just do old, the old comics. It's fine. No one cares. No one cares. That's what that's what Marvel does. Hey, this is a comic run. We're gonna make it into a movie now. Okay, cool. We liked it. Thank you. Well, I feel like you know how it, it feels like Disney treated Star Wars like they were comics. They weren't, and you could have just kept everything canon. I think that's why people, it was rubbing people the wrong way. You could have kept everything canon and worked around it. I get the reasoning. They didn't want the filmmakers to have restrictions. But guess what the filmmakers have? A fuck ton of restrictions. So yeah. that's my point. And the, the whole idea, I, I, I'm fine. Hit the hard reset. Let's do our own thing. But when you say we're going to do our own thing, don't. Right. Keep pulling, dude. Don't right. keep pulling. Han and Leia have a son who's force sensitive, falls exactly, to the dark side. Palpatine's exactly. back. He cloned himself. Yeah. Guess what? Thrawn. Oh, you haven't heard that before. Yeah, you didn't know he had a blue face, did you? Oh, blue boy. back. That's that's such a weird one too. Out of everything that they've done, it's like, well, Thrawn's in most of Rebels, and he's got like five books and all these comics, and now he's coming back into Disney Plus live action. Like that's just. I know yeah. he's a fan favorite, but it just seems like a weird one to like. You know, totally like rebirth and put so much focus on. It was a little weird, man. Like they they were off to a good start. You hit you hit episode seven. There's this guy named Snoke. Fuck yeah, we got a new bad guy. And I think that's why episode eight rubbed me at least a little the wrong way. And I like the the story how it lays out, but killing off Snoke right after you find out who he is, and I'm like, and then they go to Palpatine. That's that that was a big drop off for me. Like you said. Yep. It almost like they had to bring Palpatine back because they already killed Snoke off. And you're like, well, Dude, all right. Hawks, I, okay, but yeah. Hawks, Hawks fell off should hard. have been the main villain of Nine. Kylo Hux. is supreme leader, but Hux is truly evil. Kylo gets redeemed. He takes Hux down, saves the goddamn galaxy, and then dies in a blaze of glory. Everyone's isn't, happy. Isn't that one of the craziest things that Dude, has Hux ever been said? From Hitler to... I'm the spy. And yeah, but just, just got think about this. Around we we historically in the in the Star Wars universe, it's always Jedi and Sith 
deciding stuff. Mm-hmm. Finally, we get to a, a human with no special powers who is straight evil. And well, he needs to like be stopped. You've always had the the force sensitive and like the military commander, like true, true. Tarkin and Vader like, yeah. together, you know. But Tarkin was so short lived. He lasted thirty minutes. Yeah, I guess. Well, not your guess. It's 27 and a half minutes, and then he well, dies. Well, then we got General Piet or Admiral Piet or whatever the fuck. Oh, is. yeah. He's then great. Vader kills 14 of his own guys. 14. So his 14 shows back up. Who's building? Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. No, you're you're right. I uh, they And Travis Dunn says it right there. Hux went from Hitler to comic relief, and you're like, Fuck. That was a horrible choice. And horrible I choice. even... See, the great thing about Tarkin and Vader was even though they disagreed and basically hated each other, they understood the need for each other. Like, Vader wants to control the galaxy, but he knows he can't by himself. So he needs a Tarkin to keep the military in line. He needs the Emperor to scheme while Vader does what he does best and goes out and murders. So, yeah, I mean, they get get each other in a hatred way. You know, if if Tarkin... If, if, let's say, let's say Palpy gets his head knocked off and all that's left is, is Tarkin and, and Vader, I still think they would coexist. They would have to. Oh, yeah. Tarkin knows he cannot control the galaxy without Vader. Vader's that icon. They got a healthy rivalry. It's, it's a vicious, vicious one, but that's what keeps everybody in control. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they definitely instilled some Vader-Tarkin relationship with, uh, with Hux and Kylo in the first one. Oh, both, both trying to kowtow to, to Snoke. <laughs> Davey the spelled it out. Oh, nah. Oh, nah. God, man. Seven's good. Now I got to watch that's, Seven. That's, that's one of those that gives me goosebumps. If I'm going to put like a top five scenes of all time of Star Wars, I think um, Hux is... Starkiller base speech. Starkiller base speech is way the fuck up there. Dude. Which is ridiculous because the actual thing that he's speeching about when it, when they fire it off, I don't really give a shit about the Hosnian system. They didn't make me give a shit. But the speech made me care about the scene. Yeah. It's so... Yeah, there's so many weird... They did it. They did it. They There's did it. So many and weird you're like, okay, choices. Finn, what the fuck did they do? Because I don't know what is happening right now. Dude, and do you remember how many times I asked, like, is the resistance the new republic or are they separate or are they the same thing? There's just so many weird choices where they it's like TIE Fighters and Next Wings again. But it's like the first order. Well, is it are they invading? Are they like a resurgence group? Are they part of the Empire? And we find out eventually, like, yeah, I mean, it's Palpatine's contingency and everything, but I just felt like there were so many weird choices where they didn't go out of their way to explain things. Yeah. And I th- I'm glad they didn't, like, just have a bunch of dialogue that explained everything. Yeah. But I feel like we were definitely left in the dark. Like, the whole Starkiller base thing, like, basically the New Republic capital just got obliterated. But no one really knows that. Because right. it's just like, oh, God, Literally, it's all Finn, red. Finn ran in saying, they did it, they did it. And you're like... I mean, some shit blew up, but who, why, when, where? I don't fucking know. Like, Ray's in the woods. What the fuck? Ray, let's go back to the sand. I don't know. <laughs> sand. Junkyard. Junkyard. I do really, really like episode seven. It is probably my go-to on the sequel trilogy. I really, really like it. Plus, like the themes, the score is so crazy. That's, that's one seven. constant. 
the world building and the score have been great in every Star Wars movie. Uh, let me ask you this. I think I've asked this uh, on previous episodes, but it's been a while. Happy one of my again. favorite one of my favorite things is um, uh, what the fuck cinematic trailers for games. And I know you. That's one I, of my. That's my least favorite thing. I know you, but you, you are. You say that because the game that ends up re- releasing isn't even close to that. My point being, point in yeah, Star Wars Eclipse is case in point for me. That's why I hate cinematic trailers. But the way that cinematic trailer makes me feel is, I want an entire fucking movie that's like a cinematic trailer. I need an entire game that is. And, you mean no? I want a fucking movie. That is like a cinematic trait, like that animation. That oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like CGI. CGI. Like uh, you can do what, dude. One of the. <sighs> I'm surprised they haven't done that in a while, but remember uh... that? Remember how big buzz there was around that uh, Final Fantasy movie when we were in high school? No. It was. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. I went and saw that with uh, Steve and Brian and Eric and the whole gang, but it was an adaptation of one of the Final Fantasy stories, but it was all CGI. And it was like at the time supposed to be like some of the best like looking graphics that there was back in yeah. what two thousand two whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but actually, as you mentioned that, I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen like a fully, a, like above Pixar but below live action. Like right. I haven't really I, seen in that middle ground in a while. And that's what I want. And that's that's what Matt's or uh, Matt who is Phantom Finn. I always fucking forget. Um, Matt, Phantom Matt. Phantom. That's what I'm saying is the Old Republic trailers. That's some of the deepest cutting quick video things that I've ever seen in my entire life. Go to those Old Republic, the SWOTOR trailers. It's probably hard to make two hours of that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, if they can bill 300 million for Avengers, exactly. they can spend time to make one Exactly. Of those. And yeah. you know, everything looks the same. For how dumb that sounds, everything looks the same. Yeah. The background, the characters, this everything looks the same. I can't. I don't know how else to say that. Everything. There's looks always something. The same. Every there's always something that jumps out on screen in Star Wars. Whoa, that beast is clearly oh, ha- handmade paper mache valley thing. Where yes, yes, everything's live action and puppets except for this one thing, and it's like, holy fuck! Like yes. the Ron, the Ron, like Jabba in the special edition, right? Episode four. Yes, it's like wow, that doesn't fit. <laughs> Right, right. But my point being, the, all the SWOTOR trailers make make an entire and movie. everyone loves those. Yeah. Dude, everybody loves those. When you see Revan come out on screen on those SWOTOR trailers, yep. instantly hard. You should see how hard. Rock hard, dude. Like a rock. Like, <laughs> Bob Seger sh- and Darth Revan, man. What, what a combination. <laughs> Chevy can... Revan's driving a Chevy. Oh, baby. No, I yeah, uh, I, I know what I you mean. Seriously, think um, they would, I don't know. They would be the surprised. Answer. They, I think Disney would be surprised if they created a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say this: since since the old Republic stuff is such a touchy subject, that's where that stuff would lie. Do not do live action Revan. Make Revan how he should be, and create a story in that mm-hmm. animated style. Yeah, it, as, it could as be much as so fans good. would love an Old Republic movie, that does have me worried about the way it gets adapted. It's it's one of those things, and I'm I don't know much about the Halo lore, 
but I'm seeing a lot of uh, issues with the the TV series for these reasons. There's so much background to the older public, and it's like one of the biggest fan favorites in any fandom. That adapting it and doing one thing differently is going to be a whole goddamn issue. But they, so, they are they've already they're already stepping on their own toes because they cancel well, everything yeah. and then they're redoing it but slightly changing. That's exactly what Disney's done with Star Wars. But that's the I think that would be a bad step would for them to uh, mishandle the older public. Then do Bane. I don't give a shit. Well, they're we're let's see with the Kotor remake. I feel like that maybe is do do Bane in an animated series. You could literally do the whole trilogy. Oh, I'd like love that. to see Bane live action, though. I would love to see Bane. Period. That's one end that of, I would end really of love in live action. Yeah, Dave I Bautista don't, or somebody. I see. I think it's too on point. I like, I like Bane, how he looks on the fucking cover of the book. <laughs> make him look exactly like that, and yeah. make him move with a big fucking lightsaber. I don't give a shit. Like that's it's. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, that is an interesting thought, though. Yeah, I haven't seen. Maybe it does exist, but uh, I haven't seen a film like that in a long time. So, yeah, you know, it's just it's one of those things that those those old Malgus clips yeah. with with the actual red faced Sith are fucking epic. Or when Malgus and his Sith uh, crash into the Jedi Temple with that ship, mm-hmm. and they all f- dude, that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Why can't we get a, an entire film like that? Right. Just, I heard yeah. I heard Swotor's back. I heard it got a new update and like it's not like it was a dead game, but I heard that it's uh you know, people are jazzed about it once again. Yeah. I never played it. I didn't I haven't either. It's one I'm of those on PC, so I I can't. It's know. one of those. Um Yeah, I mean Travis Dunn's throwing out what if we get a Star Wars what if series? I'm down for that. See, that would be such an easy way for them. They could just call it Star Wars Legends. Then they could just do all the old stuff that we want repurposed. They could do short short films. Yeah, and they don't have to worry about explaining it or fitting it into canon. They just fucking do it. Yeah. So we've got Celebration right down the the road here. Do you think... Tommy Boy's up here giving you a couple films that have been made in that style. Beowulf, Polar Express. But even those are still... Pretty animated. That's older, like 2006, 2008. Like I mean, the, anything Avatar? like now, yeah, I guess. That's yeah, and the new Avatar is coming out this year, isn't it? Yeah, there's so much shit coming out later this year that I haven't even heard a peep about in like in a long time. Because we're so focused on Kenobi at this point, we're so focused on Boba Fett. Now that's over already. Oh, I just mean like from all franchises. I know, but I'm saying the early this year, our mind was on Boba Fett. Now we're getting into spring. We know it's Kenobi coming. Honestly, I'm thinking about Moon Knight coming out in two days, bro. So speaking of Moon Knight... Um, <laughs> and Doctor Oscar, Strange. Like. Oscar Isaac was, uh, quote, hesitant to join the MCU after doing Star Wars. Well, mm. MCU's being handled properly, so he should have nothing to worry about. <laughs> he, uh, it sounds worse than it was. Um yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. He, he meant like Star Wars. By doing a Star Wars film or films, it takes up so much of your time, even beyond making the film. Like you got to go to shows and events and all this shit and sign babies and all that. So he said the I MCU like is going to be the colossus. Can you by sign? Benedict Cumberbatch? Please. Can you s- sign someone else's child for me? 
In honor of me, please. In honor. Two Mopar. Yeah, I, I can understand the hesitation. I mean, I wonder how difficult it would be to get someone like Daisy Ridley back in Star Wars down the line if they ever wanted to do an episode 10. Just because fans are such fuck faces. Well, let, let me... So this come, this reminds me of a question I was going to write down and I didn't, but thank you. You're welcome. I got your brain. Um, who, do you, who would you say the two most successful actors or actresses beyond Star Wars? Like, like if they in were in Star, Star Wars, Wars and, then, and then did so many other things. Now uh, there's Harry, two... Harrison yes. Ford, for sure. Yes. Um, Adam Driver, I think I would say is my second. Oh, really? I think Oscar Isaac is easily. He would be. He's in Dune. <laughs> he's now in the MCU now. Dude, he's... yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, Adam Driver's a, a definitely a, a safe bet because he has done. He's done yeah. stuff before right. Star Wars. So I heard that movie, The Last Duel, with uh, him mm, and Matt Damon one. and Ben Affleck, was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's on my list, but you know. Yeah, no, it's a it's that's a but good anyways, point. Yeah, those are probably Natalie Portman. We're we're idiots, actually. Oh God, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Duh. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good point, Ewan McGregor. I would probably say Sam Jackson and then Harrison Ford, honestly, and then probably Natalie Portman. Yeah, she's done a lot. That Star Wars is like such a small part of her career, honestly. Yeah, that's a good point. Natalie Portman. You know what's weird? So much. I've only, I can only name Black Swan and then that movie where she lives in the Walmart. Those are the two <laughs> movies. <laughs> it's like the fourth time you've talked about that. I still haven't seen it. I'm telling you. <laughs> those are the only two things I, I associate Natalie Portman with. Star Wars and those two. And Walmart. Sam, Sam Jackson. Walmart. I mean, that's an obvious one. Good good point. But uh, he, he has such a small position in Star Wars. This is why we have the live chat, though. Ooh, McGregor is a big one. This is like live Google. He's he's literally in the Winnie the Pooh movie. That's my favorite right now. Yeah. Christopher Robin. He plays Christopher Robin. Yeah. I saw uh, the trailer. I saw the live action trailer for that. See, that's... Man. What? I mean, they literally created an entire oh. universe around... Christopher Robin. I never saw it, but wouldn't you say Lion King is like fully animated type That's of movie? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Think about the animation. I didn't and see the, that. I mean, the Lion King, they made the they remade the Jungle Book. They remade Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, they remade... Right. It's all... I mean, that's like live action CGI, which sounds weird because they have um, Hermione in the Beauty and the Beast. But I thought specifically of Lion King because there's no humans in it. It's all... CGI, That's true, I think, right? Yeah. No, it's but, a good point. Yeah, I never saw it. So I don't know. it was. I, I know a lot of people hated. It. I thought it was fine. Whatever. They added like a song, and people were like, "That song sucks." I was like, "All right, well, whatever, <laughs> whatever." I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've been iffy on like all of those Disney remakes. I saw Beauty and the Beast, and I thought that was like pretty good. Yeah. I started watching Aladdin on a flight and I didn't like Ooh. it at all. And that kind of turned me off to it. So I've just, I've kind of like strayed away from all of like the live action remake stuff. I heard Dumbo was really weird too. I heard Dumbo was weird. Weird yeah. undertones. I was the same thing with Aladdin. Like I turned it on 
and couldn't turn it off fast enough. No. I was like, what is this? Turn it off. No, no, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So ah. um, let's see. So Oscar Isaac, delete. Celebration is around the corner. Do you have any uh, insight to what might be dropping or anything? I have no insight. I have hopes. But I don't have any insight. Once we decided that we weren't able to go, I kind of, I put it out of my head because I didn't want to like get excited about it and then get sad that I wasn't going. Yeah. So I haven't thought about it. Yeah. I, you know, this, this is going to be the year. I think this could be literally this celebration could be the turning point for, for Disney and Star Wars, because if they come out swinging Mm -hmm. and launch some stuff that we weren't expecting, they need to, that's it. But then again, if they don't, we're right back where we fucking started. So yeah. my point, my point being, if we've heard all this crap about Rogue Squadron and you go to Celebration, all of a sudden we get smacked in the head with a Rogue Squadron trailer, like a full fucking trailer. You know how much better I'll feel about everything? Yes. So, it isn't going to happen, but... <laughs> and that's why earlier in the episode when you um, asked about Star Wars kind of like coming back, I said it was it's probably going to be another year or two before yeah. they do that. I think once they're a year away from the next feature film, the, that celebration is going to be fucking crazy. I think they're going to go all out on it. Right now, I think they're just going to, you know, diehard fans only. We're going to play it chill, mostly TV series, Clone Wars focus, Bad Batch stuff. But there, there isn't going to be any, like, crazy revelations this year, I don't think. That's my prediction, at least. That's yeah. my prediction. Did you hear that uh, celebration next year is going to be in Columbus? Oh, Nice. I'm starting. Me. I'm starting the rumor now. <laughs> so by the time we get Hopefully the next it year, gets back to Kathy and she makes a decision. Hey, uh, I don't know how big our convention center is, but we do have a really legit. It would work. Arena perfectly. district. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, if they host the Arnold here, I think they can host Star Wars Celebration easily. Yeah. So the streets are so wide, big enough for all the, the Padme dresses. Wide. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Columbus. We have wide streets. Wide streets. Enough for your cosplays. <laughs> Built in the fucking planes. Just drive your X-Wings. And- <laughs> drive, yeah. You can park right on High Street. Oh, man. <sighs> uh, Davey says, full Andor teaser. Yeah, we haven't gotten shit about Andor since that little featurette. And that was like a year and a half ago. All I'm saying is if we get through Celebration this year and all we get is a Bad Batch 2 trailer, I'm leaving. You're going to have to just preemptively leave. <laughs> <laughs> just going to take off. I, I bet you that's... I think we're going to get stuff about... Kenobi and or Bad Batch 2 and Mando Season 3. And I honestly, I think that's all the new stuff that we're going to get. If I had to predict. My high hopes would be some type of confirmed movie. I want to hope with you, but I am... Well, that's all we have, right? That's all we have. Hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Fandoms are built on hope. Podcasts are built on hope. Yeah. I'm not there. I don't have any hope. No my hope. hope. My hope has been depleted. My hope meter. My hope meter is empty right now. It needs to be refilled by something first, and then I'll get more hope. Kenobi will refill it, I bet. I bet. There was um, some stuff about Kenobi. I just, I'd like to just leave it there, though. Uh, what do you mean? Just potential stuff with with what could happen in Kenobi. Um, There's honestly a lot. There's honestly a lot. 
like you heard some rumblings or are you just kind of no uh, my theorisms predictions? yeah, yeah. My, my my predictions but I felt like I was getting close to something and well, to guessing I, the entire plot <laughs> yeah as we I'm, are known to do I'm not, yeah I I really I feel like I I don't I'm done. That's that's. No, I, I, I'm not. I, you've already opened this rabbit hole. Now you have to go. No, 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 no. I really, I don't even remember. I didn't even write it down. But <laughs> that's why <laughs> I didn't do my. Was Obi Wan in it at least? Do you remember that much? He, he yeah. might have been. I think it was. No, I, he, was, I, he was the narrator. I was jumping through the hoops in my mind, like what could okay. happen. Well, if we went this way, you know, this, 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 or hat, can I? And I like linked together like a storyline. I was like, honestly, I, I just want to leave it there. I, I felt like I was too close. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, guys. I think I know the feeling that you're talking about. It's because like, I don't want to spoil it. Cause like I, you I, almost broke open like the fabric of reality because you guessed it so closely. So you're let's like, leave Shit, it. I'm in the multiverse here. I need to step away. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. Right. <laughs> Speaking of the multiverse. Let's finish up with Star Wars real quick. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was, I was doing some uh, digging. Um, the quote. You don't have anything to you? No, the quote. Uh, family is deeper than blood. Yeah, what about it? Hold on. Hold Some on. things are stronger than blood. Ray. Um, came up. So what ended up happening was I was watching a um Star Wars Explained video, and he mentioned that in the background of a Tuscan scene during Boba Fett. They were doing some chanting in Mandalorian. The um, Ooh. so the language he said, loosely loosely translated. It's it's they were singing "Family is Deeper Than Blood," which actually uh, was words written by Karen Travis in the Republic Commando books. Now, so, see that gives me hope. That's all. That's hope. Thank you. See now, so but this this is it. It's. Struck a chord with me. That's why I wrote it down. Because w- think of what they played out with Ray. Mm-hmm. It is literally this sentence, this saying, played out in a character. Because she's a Palpatine by blood, but she by family, she's a Skywalker. That was the whole fucking point of the, the trilogy. But when we start looking and applying that that saying to like Din That's what or, I was say. or Boba Fett. Or the clones in general. That's where I was really... I know we've talked about this, but that that was the key. This family is deeper than blood mm-hmm. was what I was trying to say for the past 15 episodes. Because yeah. that's where what they've set up. And what what does that mean? Is, is, Bo, is, is Boba Fett less of a Mandalorian because he's a clone? Is Din less of a Mandalorian because he was a foundling? Not at all. Like, I, I, exactly. Is, is Grogu a Mandalorian? I don't fucking know if he, if he follows to the be. way. Exactly. Yeah. But I was trying to apply that same thing with the Jedi, and I kept running into roadblocks with the Jedi. Why is that? Just the, the functionality of, of the Jedi is such a... It's fucked. And actually, well, yeah. I found, I found a... Got um, I got to give a shout out to the film theorist on YouTube. He was throwing out some funny-ass quotes about the, uh, the structure of the Jedi, and he said... Uh, the Jedi, from a functional standpoint, are an irre- irrevocable cult somewhere between an involuntary boot camp and human trafficking. 
That sounds a yeah. So not only are they right. stealing children, but you can't leave. Once you become a Jedi, you're in this for life, and you have to follow this way. Otherwise, we'll find you, and we'll probably you'll probably end up dead. We're not gonna kill you. We're the good guys, but <laughs> you will be poisoned. <laughs> Poison your fucking milk. But I was laughing my yeah. ass off when he said an involuntary boot camp and yes. human trafficking. That's where they live, right in between. I'm like, God, it's so That's true. A good analogy, yeah. Because the only person, to my knowledge, that has left the Jedi Order and not become evil or just immediately was killed off is Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. She literally walked away. She's the one and only. Right. Even Anakin, I think it's in episode two. Anakin and Obi-Wan were going back and forth and and he Kenobi says something along the lines of you you can't leave the order. It's a it's a it's a crazy thing to do. You can't do it. I think that was in 3 maybe when they were having those deep talks down the hallway. Yeah, I don't know. When he was feeling all those ways about Padme and everything. It's I it brought up Padme the question like you want to leave. I I've I've I got through part of like 80% of one of the um High Republic books. And in those books, they were the Jedi were literally like helping innocent people. Mm-hmm. So they went from helping the innocent to fighting a war. And right. where did that and I know Palpatine is obviously like the flicker of the switch, but um, they sealed their own fate. They yeah. did. Palpatine's they did. just noticing what's happening and leveraging it to his benefit. The thing that Palpatine did was push the dominoes. Yes, the dominoes exactly. were were set up by the Jedi themselves. He just he he had a big gust of wind. He Wonderful. was the big bad wolf. Wonderful V for Vendetta imagery. Yeah. Um, yes. Agreed, one hundred percent. The Jedi started with noble intentions and were basically corrupted themselves and became totally infected over the course of time. Well, and it kind of circles back around. That's why I like uh, Luke in Episode Eight. Because, uh, you know, we always make fun of, from a certain point of view, the Jedi are evil because it's a crazy line. Yep. But uh, this YouTuber was like, but he kind of had a point. The Jedi, yeah, from right. a certain point of view, are evil. They're stealing children, stealing them from their parents, forcing them into weight loss programs. <laughs> <laughs> Next on Town Talk. Um, but, Young I mean, to, to continue that idea, Luke goes on and says, now that they're extinct... The Jedi are romanticized and deified. The legacy of the Jedi is failure. I'm like, that's why he was dropping that knowledge because he actually shined light on what the Jedi were. I don't know how you can watch that and not like Luke. Like, come on, dude. Well, you want to know why? It's because he's shining light on the the good guys and finding faults. People want the good guys to be good guys. I know, but that's one of my favorite storytelling is like not everything is as it appears. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And that's, you know, the, the YouTuber uh, kept mentioning, you know, the original trilogy was black and white. Quite literally. The the bad guys are wear black. And, uh, no, the bad guys were white. Except for Darth Vader. Darth uh, the Emperor? What the fuck are you talking about? Stormtroopers are all white, bro. Oh, no. No. The actual <laughs> bad guys. Stormtroopers aren't evil. Right, from a certain point of view. No, from my point of view. Yeah, exactly. That's the only one. You know what they say about your point of view. It's evil. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Mobile, don't. Don't do it. Oh, fuck. I was just going to say something about points of view and Jedi and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I like stories where... Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Part of 
what you explained with the original trilogy being very black and white and things being grayer as they get um, is just part of like storytelling. I think storytelling in general has explored a lot more of that middle ground. Like the good guys aren't all they're chalked up to be and the bad guys aren't totally evil. I think as as film goes on in general, just like the way people tell stories through film, that gets explored more and more. So that's part of it, but also cracking open why the Jedi and Sith are not just equal opposites. They each have their flaws for different reasons. Well, I mean, the way the Star Wars... um universe unfolded the original truly was was black and white and the good guys win on a in a general sense yeah you go back to the prequels and it's like well to get to that good guys win the good guys have to fuck up which is right. weird because we see the jedi fall we, we we have to that's where we feel that the dire like oh the good guys are like quote winning in the original trilogy, but that's because they've already lost. So um, that's a almost True. like builds up the original trilogy. And then we get to the sequels and it's like, who really won? Right. Everything's fucked. So who really was, won it? Yeah. Right. Yes, that's correct. And the other part of what I was trying to explain before I rambled for too long was part of that is just because of 1977. It's yeah. like movie, good guys, they win, bad guys, they lose. That's part of it as well. But yeah. So a lot more nuance these days, which I'm very thankful for. Thankful. Woohoo. Um, Star Wars. So yeah, that's I don't have any predictions for celebration. Will we see a mythosaur in Mando season three? Oh fuck it. Why not? Thank you. We will. Um Who was gonna ride it though? Boba or Din? Boba. I seriously, I know the Mandalorian has been 100% about Din. I feel like we're get, we're something's happening. S- there's a reason why Din played a pivotal role in Boba Fett's story. I feel like Boba yeah. Fett is a key to something else. I'm being a clone. I'm optimistic about that. The cynical point of view is like, well, Boba was it wasn't as a show wasn't very good, so they had to throw Din back in. I don't think that's it. I think those those stories are going to intertwine more than we think. Yeah. And we're going to hopefully start getting the same way we have Marvel cameos all across the films. This person's showing up over here just to kind of leave a trail for his next movie, which is two years from now. Like, that's going to be happening in the Star Wars series if they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, random, random last Star Wars thing. We'll get into Spider-Man. Um, I did come across, I Googled Star Wars, and I actually saw that if you're in the New York City area, uh, there was a new exhibit called The Fans Strike Back, and it's the biggest personal-owned collection of Star Wars stuff. I don't know. It's in Manhattan somewhere, but I'm sure if you Google it, you can find where it is. But they uh, they did a news article or a video about it, and man, they were walking through, and it's like from everything from Legos to full size models to I mean, they had this whole exhibit. And I was like, "Fuck!" If I was in New York right now, I'd I make know. a make a trip. But awesome. I know we've got a few listeners out there, so you might want to uh, set a Saturday aside or something. Hell yeah, go during the week, avoid the lines. Um, speaking of Star Wars at exhibits, I heard about this last year, and I don't. I think it was supposed to happen in 2022. They're bringing one of the X-Wings from uh, episode nine, like the physical from the set, 
to the uh, Air and Space Museum at the Smithsonian what? in Washington, D.C. I do remember you t- talking about that. Yeah. So it's, I think the article came out May 4th last year saying that it was going to be in the Smithsonian this year sometime. So hopefully that should be happening soon. But I think it's the orange, it's Poe's new one, which is like mostly orange. Yeah. Um, so that should be sitting there next to the goddamn NASA sh- shuttles and sit at the Smithsonian. <laughs> so, so fucking nuts. I would love to go see that. So DC is not too far. Might have to make a trip. A, a, a full-size starfighter would immediately put me into Star Wars mood. Oh, yeah. You get juiced. That would, that would give me hope. 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 If I start getting salty about Star Wars, I'm just going to go to the Smithsonian. Yeah. That's what yeah. you need to do. Yeah. Buy me a tie fighter. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what did you think about Jackass Forever? It was fun. Lots of dicks. Okay, moving on. Lots of penises, lots of injuries. Poor Aaron McGee and his junk. I feel very I'm, bad for that, man. I'm excited because, uh, honestly, uh, I expected you to be like, yeah, it was obviously good, but, you know, they're getting older. But you, you're they're like, oh, no, it was, it was still really great. I, I, I haven't seen the first three in quite a bit, but I remember... Every time I watch one, I'm like, there's no way it's going to be as good as the last one because they're getting old and there's, they have, they've thought of all the stunts by now. But it's they're all, I think, equally as, as hilarious. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm excited. I actually ended up watching CKY3 uh, just the other day. I think that's probably my favorite. I mean, I'm not even going to say probably. It's definitely my favorite. It's kind of like the, the, the peak, the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. They were still in that before jackass poor but uh, they were they were fucking around, um, just on the verge of getting money. I think he had his Lambo at that point, didn't he? Though, bam. Uh, Maybe. I don't. I don't think he so. Doing I think he was driving that Lambo Audi instead of oh the Audi. Yes. Yeah. 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 But CKY um, uh, three is good. Fuck, I haven't seen those in a minute. The first um, one, I, I really appreciate. The second one's weird. The first one's great because it's literally rough. Like oh yeah. Let's just pee on this bush and see what happens. Like, oh, okay. yeah. Antiquing and everything. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, by the time they get to three, it's like skits, but they play out so naturally that it's... You, it's shit. <laughs> you put shit. <laughs> like, dude, I can't... I can't handle it, so... I, um, I think I saw that now that it's been out for a month or so in theaters, that Jackass Forever is available on streaming as well. Oh, If you want to wow. see it. I think I saw that on HBO or something as I was scrolling through shows. Let me Google it right now. All of our shows are over right now. It's available on Paramount with Paramount. a subscription or Amazon Prime with a premium subscription. Well, and if you have any interest in watching Halo, that is also on Paramount, so you need it for that. See, I'm not a, I'm not a Paramount man. <laughs> I did no. a free trial so I could watch the South Park specials during pandemic. Oh, South Park's all on um, HBO, too. Yeah, but the specials... Oh, they're different. Two of the four specials were on Paramount for some reason. Oh, man. You got to get the Paramount then. I don't know why, but I just did it to watch that, and then I turned it off. <laughs> cool. As, as we're known to do. So, let's get into the, the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Dun, dun. Into the thickets. Finally, I viewed, viewed upon um, the Spider-Man. I'm ready for all your thoughts. Now, I'm probably not going to remember what happened because I saw it so long ago. It's going to be fresh in your in your juices, so you just tell me. Um, just just lay it on the line, and I'll I'll comment. It 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 it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, I loved the way that it ended. 
Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes, which is very rare for any movie uh, outside of. I don't know, man. It's. It was a lot. I just I, there was a lot of stuff that I absolutely love. I'm gonna say like right off the bat, it was probably a nine out of ten. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I know I'm I'm stumbling on my words, but it there was just so much to absorb. It was packed um, full, man. And they were throwing stuff everywhere. And it's been a long time since I've seen like the Andrew Garfield stuff. It's been a long time since I've seen the later um, Tobey Maguire stuff. Like I remember mm-hmm. the first one vividly. But outside of that, the other like four movies that are in there, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen them, but shit, like, right. Um, but yeah, like obviously we see Doc Ock and he's fucking perfect. And then mm-hmm. the whole idea of Spider-Man fixing the villains was like, uh, okay, like Tom Holland, do do you whatever? Um, I really really appreciated how all of the Spider Mans had their own issues. Mm-hmm. And I loved how none of them were the same. Everybody had lost someone. I loved, honestly, it was my, I, I kept saying, this is my favorite and least part of all time was when Aunt May died. And I was like, this is so perfect, yeah. but I hate it. It's, yep. that's, see, this is what I wanted it to, for them to kill off Chewie. Like this, that's the yes. feeling I wanted. Like I hate it, yes. but it's so perfect for for this. And the little that I know about Peter Parker from the uh, comic books, I feel like he had to go through something. Well, he goes through something in all of them, whether it's with Tony Stark, or whatever. But he really had to go through something. He almost lost himself. He pulled through, and by the end of the film, all everyone forgets who he is. So he still has a horrible consequence at the end of the day. And yeah. like that that gives us a jumping off point for where Peter's going to go next, which is not just like good guy wins, movie over. And again, that's what we were just talking about with like Star Wars and stuff. Like there is more nuance to the storytelling these days and I fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, it, was, it was peak stuff. Obviously, when all three Spider-Man are working together, you're like, I, this is all I've ever wanted. I know. Um, and, and then just to throw in like everybody's villains are here too it yeah. was like the perfect storm of like it's if you like, would have just said that happening but it exactly is. like holy exactly shit. like this if if you asked me what i wanted i probably honestly if you would have told me this is what's going to happen i probably would have come up reasons why i didn't i wouldn't want that but they made it work they mm-hmm. put it in front of you while you're watching you're like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my entire all of it <laughs> yes dude um Cheering, and, you know, even, so much cheering in the theater. Yeah, I mean the the, the smallest little things. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not even going to say it. Like, the, it was all great. It was all great. Willem Dafoe. You can say it. Willem Dafoe was fucking spot on. Dude. Doc Ock was spot the fuck on. The only that was, okay, I'll say it. Like Tobey Maguire looks funny. He didn't age well, quite old. as well. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> but um, I mean, Willem Dafoe is what 120, 120, 130. But Willem Dafoe was already old in the first one, so he looks the same. He's looked like that since 23 years old. Toby has now gotten old, so... Yes, yes. Now, if Spider-Man comes back in 20 years, he'll look the same. But, (laughs) again, I I loved, like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man was on the edge of losing it. Mm -hmm. And 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 he's yelling at the other Spider-Man saying, you guys don't understand. And then, with great dicks come great dicks, and you're like... And all of them are like, hey, my uncle told me that. My hey, uncle told my me uncle. about dicks too, man. Hey. You got an uncle to talk about dicks? Hey, we all have it. You know, you we all got, got responsible dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we all, 
you gotta get one too. <laughs> um, but it, it, but it was it, it, it is that like balance. Yep. It's weird because like as I say that I, <laughs> I think it's Starcraft. <laughs> How each there was such balance in that in that triangle of <laughs> of Spider Man. Yeah. That each person has gone through their own thing. It's all been different, but it's all been like a, the same development mentally. Mm-hmm hardening loss you got to mm-hmm. overcome it's all like it, it's hardening of the dicks sorry you get- <laughs> just talking about responsible dicks <laughs> all the spider-men learned about hardening hardening oh man um yes. yeah i just I, I i loved it i that was, I, that was I, a gut-wrenching I, scene for sure I, yeah when, when she when she died and the crazy thing is like <sighs> i seriously thought they were going to kill off toby mcguire when he got fucking stabbed by a Goblin, I was like, <gasps> "I know they are not doing like I almost wish they did because it was like way something I was not expecting." Yep. When he got stabbed, I was like, "Oh my fucking god, they did it! They fucking did it!" And then of course he limps away. I'm like, god "I've been stabbed damn before." It. <laughs> uh, back in my universe, I got stabbed a lot. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ! Um, I'm used to a good stabbing. You know there, I grew there up was in New York. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hey, we're in New York. Yeah. Um, yes. I. You it, know what? Actually, the the Aunt May thing was was rough, but I. Oh, yeah. I think I cried harder when um, KJSO died. Falling and Andrew Garfield Spider Man catches her. Oh yeah. Because he didn't catch Gwen, dude. Such and that was just such a redeeming such moment. Balance. That's the balance I'm talking about. Yeah. He was able to redeem himself in another way like even though he failed in his universe he was able to make a difference yeah. and save that person for someone else and it was like yeah. fucking perfect great mm-hmm. story writing mm-hmm. um, small little stuff was great sprinkled in there hey we need a goddamn lawyer well bring in fucking daredevil dude uh, fucking cheers man that was uh, that was so nice to see and uh, I think they're gonna bring him back into the MCU now because all that Netflix stuff was kind of like up in the air. So yeah. I think, you know, Daredevil's he's going to be in there. So that was that was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it's um you know, with the way they ended it, I think it was necessary. I loved it. But I do have some questions still. Okay. I have so, one question. I have one thing that bugged me in this. Maybe you're maybe it'll be part of your list, but there's no, there was only like one complaint that I had. Well, so, okay. So, no one remembers, knows who Spider-Man is. Correct. Spider-Man, or does Spider-Man still exist in their mind? Or it's like Spider-Man isn't a thing anymore? Ooh, I can't remember what the final result was. Because my question was, Tom Holland Spider-Man has made a difference. He was in Endgame. Oh, yeah. Like, like, so from, let's say, uh, Doctor Strange's point of view, who was helping him during... Endgame and Civil War and all this, like it, they just would, don't know. It would just be erased. Like the fact that Spider-Man was on that ship with him and Iron Man wouldn't even be in his brain at all. Like it would just be. It was just him and Iron Man when they got taken out of New York. In, but let in me l- let me explain something though. Oh, okay. Doctor Strange will remember. Well, because they've. I think they went through a couple different versions of it throughout the movie, and Davy's saying like what. What happens at the actual end is that no one knows that Peter Parker 
is Spider-Man. That's that's what I was thinking. So Spider-Man still does exist in everybody's memory. No one knows who he is. That's the race. <laughs> ah, fuck. I can't remember. Because I think that's what he was trying to do originally. And then they fucked up the spell. And then in order, like, he had to go even harder and just say no one even knows who Peter Parker is at all. That's right. Because no one, yeah, you're right. You're right. Peter Parker doesn't exist anymore. Because right. when he goes back into that coffee shop to talk to his girlfriend. No one knows who he is. She, yeah. she doesn't even know who he is. So yeah. Peter Parker is erased. Spider-Man's still a thing. And all of Spider-Man's actions still exist. Because literally he changed. I think so. It, no, it's not. It has to. I don't know, or, man. Or, or we wouldn't be here. Well, you can't think too hard about the magic, you know? The fact that he can just erase people's memories across the universe is like... That's, yeah. That's yeah. something else entirely. But what we did here was reset Tom Holland Spider-Man. Beep. He's no longer in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to be on Sony's plate with a brand new refresh. Nah. Yes. See, but... Yes, maybe he left, he left the MCU. That's what that's what this was set up to do. See, I took it a different way in that the MCU has done so well that Sony's going to let them obviously keep doing Spider Man oh, stuff. No, they they literally just erased Spider Man from MCU. No, no, no. Here's what I think. I because Spider Man came into the fold kind of randomly in Civil War. We didn't get like the origin story like we usually do. Now that everything's been reset and everybody forgets who Peter Parker is. I feel like now that sets them up for the fourth Spider-Man movie to be like a new origin story for Tom Holland. See, I'll tell you why you're wrong. Tell me! Because in the um, post credit scene, we see Venom. Yeah. Which is a Sony product. I know, but that, that just gives you, because of the multiverse thing, that just gives them room to do Sony stuff in the MCU. And Venom's still over there, but they can bring Venom into the MCU and just do the multiverse trick, right? Yeah. That's that's the whole, I think the whole, basically from 2022 and beyond, because of what happened in No Way Home, the multiverse is cracked open and they can r- literally do whatever they want and just explain it. Well, the fabric of time is getting thin and people have slipped over. and Because that's all Doctor Strange is going to be in May is the multiverse is fucking broken open and they have to try to fix it. Yeah. Well, point being, Tom Holland is getting a hard reset, character reset, and his first enemy's gonna be Venom, which is like, what? That's what I fucking wanted. That sounds possible. Yeah. Because not even Venom himself is is there. It's like a bit of his essence, which is gonna just go, it's looking for another host. Basically, exactly, yeah. So the the symbiote is in this is in the universe. It's not yes. going to necessarily be Tom Hardy as Venom, right? Right. It gives it a chance for it to be somebody totally new. Yeah. So I mean, regardless, either way, we get a Spider Man or a Tom Holland reset with the sprinklings of uh, of Venom. Whether it happens in Fuck the yeah. Sony essence or in the MCU, just somehow moving forward with Spider Man, which I honestly don't think. Unless Sony's just re-renting him out, because I think there was like a, a three-movie cap that Sony had allowed MCU to use Spider-Man. Something like that. And I think that was part of Tom Holland's deal as well. It was like three movies. Well, yeah. three Spider-Man movies. Obviously, he was under shit. Yeah. And I haven't even seen uh, Venom 2 yet, Let There Be Carnage. I did not see the first one. Oh, my God. I didn't see. It was fun, man. It was I fun. I did not see. 
not Morbius ground, just came not out too. groundbreaking. Speaking of Sony properties. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but yes. Anyways, back to Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. I think this opens up because obviously there's no more Avengers. Yeah. So, but the, we, I think we know the superheroes are going to team up at some point in the future. And I feel like with everything that Spider-Man has gone through, this now kind of opens him up to be a little more mature and a bit more of a mentor and less of, he's no longer like trying to figure it out, taking cues from Iron Man. He's gone through the shit. Everyone he loves forgot who he is. Aunt May's dead. And now he can take a little more of like... See, the, the mind-bending thing for me was Tom Holland's part, Peter Parker still remembers everything. I know. That's why it's he, fucked. He was in the Avengers. He, he oh, destroyed yeah. and saved the world. He did it all. He, he, he talked to other Spider-Man. Now he's here in a universe that no one knows who he is. Yep. And I don't... I don't know. I just... I don't know how how this is going to play out because it's literally just question marks. They're literally... He's fighting the Riddler next week. I don't fucking know. <laughs> There's question marks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can do... That's... I think that's... It's a bit of... It was very creative the way that they did it. And now it opens them up to just do whatever they want, whenever they want, without like a hard explanation. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, the multiverse broke, dude. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> which... Which is fine. It's it, it really is. It really is fine. I don't... No complaints here. There's no complaints here. Unless you've brought them with you. I have one complaint. I have a call list. Go ahead. A list. I just have one. Because, I mean, maybe there were some small things, but I've forgotten about them from uh, since December. I haven't forgotten about this one. So, the villains got yanked over right before they were about to die. So, I just yeah. don't understand how the plan is to help fix what made them evil and send them back. Wouldn't they jump back at the exact moment where they were about to die and then they're going to die. Like, if Doc Ock is falling into his little nuclear atom bomb thing and he gets warped back into his reality and he's no longer evil, does he have time to say like, wait, Peter Parker, I was just transported to a dimension and I'm not evil anymore. <laughs> Let me explain. Isn't he in the midst of getting killed? But <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. But at the same time, the Peter Parker was there too. And experience that same thing. Shit. Yeah, you're right. So he has an opportunity to save him in every every essence. Because Peter Parker's no, there th every time. No, because they Peter Parker. Hmm. The only one that I could see that still would be happening is Green Goblin would probably still die because he kills himself. No, no, but they pulled Toby from when he's like 40 Older. years old. Yeah. So going back in time to the young Toby. Like he wouldn't know. That's where the fucking goddamn. Yeah, that's. I was trying to explain it, but now you. Yeah, I don't. So that that's the only thing I didn't get. Like, yes, Peter Parker did a very valiant thing and tried to fix the evil guys, but once you send him back, uh, do the they time, have an opportunity to like? But the timeline continues. It's not like they're pulled and then that that universe freezes until they come back. Like time still passes. I don't know. I think it's I like know uh, <laughs> the loopholes in Endgame where it's like, as long as they return the stone at the right time, it's like nothing changed. Right. So as long as Bill Doc Ock get, goes back, nothing changed except for yeah. the fact that he's not evil anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, know, I, I don't have an answer for you. I, 
you're right in questioning that, but I just like, it was like, all right, there's multi universes all in different timelines. Who fuck knows? Like, right. So now maybe Toby's universe with Doc Ock has a splinter. And now in one of them, Doc Ock dies, and another one, right. he's, yeah. I'm sure some YouTuber explained it. I should look it up. There's a lot of Peter Parkers, and they're all sad. They are all sad. They're all fucking sad, dude. Tom Holland's is the by far worst off. I feel bad for Tom Holland. <sighs> like, he loses, and then he loses, then he loses Aunt May, then he loses his best friend and his love, dude. and now he's got to fight a fucking demon booger. Because <laughs> MJ doesn't die in the original trilogy, right? So... Like Uncle Ben dies in the They went trilogy. through some shit, but at least Toby and, and MJ are together. Right. You know. Yeah. And then Andrew Garfield still has Aunt May. Wait. I think. Yeah, I think so. He Uncle loses his yeah. And then he does not save Gwen. Oh, Andrew Garfield is Uncle Ben dies as well? Yeah, Uncle Ben dies. Okay. And then the second one, I think Gwen dies. Jesus. Everybody. Yeah. Peter Parker dead. just fucked, man. Peter, don't, if, if you're born and your name's Peter Parker, just buckle up, buddy. Because you're going to... a sad life, dude. It all sucks. Yeah, being it a superhero sucks. sucks, man. Did you... How did you like the little sprinkles of, like, the little Palpatine Lego? Oh, yeah. Love that. That's been making appearances uh, since the first one, which was good. You know what I was really wondering? Solid like, meme. I, I know they're... Um, we just got done discussing the resetting Tom Hounds. But like he gets his own fucking apartment and he walks in and you're like what? he's got he's got no one. He's got nothing. I know. Like who's left? Oh, ha- Happy's left, but he doesn't know who he is. I mean, he's still, his friends Oh, dude, that's when it hit me. Thanks for for uh mentioning Happy. It didn't you go through everything and every everyone forgot and then he goes to Aunt May's grave. Yeah. And hey, then kid. Happy walks up and I was like, "Oh, at least he can talk to Happy." Oh. How did you know her? No, he can't. Oh. oh, poor guy. All of that weight with Tony and everything that they went through together. Fuck. Let's not pretend that his family is Aunt May. His parents were already killed. Right. Yeah, they're already gone. <laughs> Everybody dies. Every fucking buddy That's dies. That's what those, I said, dude. No one, and those, should, no one wants to be a superhero. No one wants to be Peter it Parker. Is thrust upon the... I uh I will really really praise the way they used the uh, the tighter the spider sense the yeah. tinglings it was yes, like that was really nice it was in such a tasteful way I was like yep that's exactly how it would work I fucking love it a whisper mm-hmm. it's a feeling mm-hmm. did you like his little geometry web where he slung Doctor Strange up that was pretty fucking sweet yeah I'm I'm fine with it. There's cool yeah. ways that they played with his little teleporter and like the webs and he like he got stuck between the two of them. Just fun little action scenes like that. Well, it's it's you're right. I mean, he was right. Like the the little mirror realm or whatever it is, like it's all geometry. There if something's linking all this together, he's just playing the, with the way it looks. So right. if you link it together physically with your webs, which I also I love so cool. I love the way that they laughed at Tobey Maguire's web being a part of him. Yep. I was like, what a great, again, tasteful way to be like, wow, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, dude, yeah. So the Spidey Sense thing is super, super strong because when Doctor Strange knocks his astral body out, he's still avoiding yeah. 
That yeah. was that was fucking wild. I was like, holy shit, dude. That's how mm. strong it is. Yeah, That's, Peter, dude, Spider Man is he's he's my top. He's I one of my top. I don't I don't think about it as much. You know, going back to the cartoons, I'm like, yeah, he shoots the web and he he jumps and he flies or whatever. He doesn't fly. He swings. But um, yeah, I don't I didn't think too much about it until it's been unfolding over this Tom Holland trilogy here. I'm like starting to get so much more appreciation for Spider Man. I mean, honestly, he, Peter Parker himself is supposed to be like a boy genius. He's a really, really smart kid. Yeah, he can totally. figure shit out. So, well, he geometrized the mirror dimension. It's fucking badass. <laughs> he wasn't he? He was um, Iron Man's apprentice. Yeah, which is basically sweet. Iron Man with a with like superpowers, basically. Yeah. Dude, what's what is gonna happen next? What a, what a nice touch also for like when Doc Ock first revealed himself in in Tom Holland's universe, and mm-hmm. they both had the extra legs. And I was like, dude, even even Doc Ock was like, ooh, nice touch, Peter. <laughs> like this is fucking awesome. Oh, and I loved how. See, the, I wish I could feel this way about Star Wars. Don't say that any longer. Continue about Spider-Man. <laughs> I like how his suit's AI uh, took over Doc Ock's legs. That was fun. That was a nice little touch. Yeah. Bluetooth connection. Um, yeah, what else? What else did you love? I'm trying to think of all like the small details. You know I what else I about. loved? Was the fact that they didn't do too much. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever said because they, they did, they the did it all. Open. <laughs> but you know what they could have done is thrown other superheroes in. They could have done all. But I mean, they could have just buttloaded this thing, and they didn't. They kept it to Spider-Man because yes, that is correct. I think this was like version two of the multiverse breaking. So we hit, we all saw all the shit in Loki. Yeah, we got all the weird time travel shit there and um, Kang the Conqueror or whatever. And then in this one. Doctor Strange does a spell which really does kind of crack things open and then I think in his movie in May it's supposed to be like a Full fucking on. jamboree of superheroes and supervillains. I'm ready for it. Mm. The Doctor Strange jamboree hour special magic show. <laughs> Space Ghost shows up starts starts a talk Dude, show. Dude, <laughs> that would be awesome. Marvel should just start buying all those weird old cartoons and start Absolutely. bringing them. Absolutely. Brack. Brack. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. was good, dude. Spider-Man was real good. You remember the the cartoon home videos? Uh, home movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Home movies, thank you. I do. Yeah. Didn't I show that to you? Yeah. It was shown to me by someone. It, I, I'm trying to pass it on. Yeah, my uh, I was on HBO and they have it on there. I'm going to go watch that. After and this. I was like, so uh, well, this all wraps around because Space Goes Coast to Coast is on there. The Brack show is on there. The, all that stuff's on HBO. So. Oh, yeah. I was going down memory lane, and I remember you talking about um, home movies, and I was like, "You were like quoting it." It's fucking hilarious, dude. I haven't seen like, it in like probably like eight years. Yeah, asshole. Um, it's this by Brandon Small, who did Metalocalypse. Yep. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. Metalocalypse is on there. Yeah, a lot of good stuff on uh, so HBO. Good. Okay. <sighs> well, Kenneth Noisewater, Doctor. All right, Alan Bushfuck. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Alan Bush. Anyone that's just listening, like, we pick r- ridiculous names for ourselves on the live stream every week. So go watch it, dude. Whoop doop. Yeah. I'm uh I'm excited to watch Moonstruck or whatever the fuck the movie <laughs> Moon Knight. And I think Moon it's Knight. Wednesday, so it's in two days from the day of this recording. I still have obviously the Batman on the uh docket. 
Uh, oh, yeah. You haven't seen that yet. Yeah, talk no, about that. Don't be... wait until the goddamn digital. You're going to be um, waiting until fucking summer. Go see it. Well, that'll probably go see it. be it. Oh. Cool. No, I. Uh, that's all I have for you. Yeah, and I didn't. I apologize for throwing Star Wars under the bus a little bit there in that Spider-Man review, but I just I can't I can't not think of it like how how much I have to say and how excited I am for like new Marvel projects after seeing Spider-Man. All of that hope and that excitement and like that fandom is there, and Star Wars hasn't hasn't dropped me like that. Eh, I guess a little bit with like Grogu and Luke stuff, but that was like Temporary. that was so small in the in the larger window of it. But um, anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for more Marvel stuff. So two days to Moon Knight. I wonder if it's going to come out all at once or every week. That makes me wonder. DC movies. Week week. Uh, Black Adams this year. Oh, Shazam 2 and then Batgirl this year. That's all. Shazam 2, I'm sure it'll be fun. Is this year? I don't see. Wasn't that part of the whole little Super Bowl commercial they did with The Rock? It was like Aquaman 2. Black Adam, et cetera, et cetera. Black Adam's in July. The Flash is actually this year, November oh, 4th. That's the one, yep. Uh, you're right. Aquaman 2 is December. Jeez. Batgirl, it says also December. Um, but also, what is the... God, I'm trying to think of what the... God damn it. Who, who plays Ahsoka? Live action. Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. I'm looking up the Marvel projects because I was curious about it. Moon Knight. Doctor DC. Strange. Miss Marvel. Thor. Uh, DC's, DC's new Rosario Dawson series is number one on streaming as of right now. DC's. Wow. It's called DMZ. I don't know anything about it, but it is a DC series starring Rosario Dawson. So I, we saw that pop up and I was like, Ooh, I gotta do that. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Um, sorry. I just was scrolling through Marvel projects and the next black Panther comes out in November. There's just so much Marvel stuff that I, the next black Panther. Yeah. Not with uh, T'Challa, obviously, but they're going to keep the legacy going with, I think it's going to be his sister. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Davey says Flash is now June 2023, so they're pushing stuff back. Oh, really? So that's basically just going to be Spider-Man No Way Home, but with Batman instead, from my understanding. Mm. Similar idea. Ben Affleck. Flashpoint Paradox. And Robert Pattinson. I think... Probably not Christian Bale, but we'll see. I don't think that's Flashpoint Paradox. This is just a Flash movie. With the that actor, but, yeah, I'm just referencing that storyline. Yeah, if we get to that point, I am like, ooh, you're right. Yeah, it's dude. along the same lines. Yeah. So, all right. Diamond Dallas Page signing off. Uh. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Ultimate superior. Oh, my vengeance. <laughs>